Hi, I'm Delene Allen, the networking queen. I love to connect people. There is nothing more wonderful than the human connection, the connection that can lead to incredible things, to love, to business, to make our lives just so much richer, meeting and connecting on a deeper level than, hi, here's my business card, but making those human connections that can take you to magical places. Stay tuned for network equals net worth. I wanna hear your stories. I wanna share your stories. It's Delene right? Network equals net worth. And we're connecting here today. I wanted to start the podcast really thanking people that made a huge difference in my life, people that I connected with that turned my life around. And the woman I'm about to introduce you to, Barbara Sundin from Ultapan, New Jersey, um, who really started me on my magnificent journey with Mary Kay Cosmetics many moons ago. We were both 12 at the time. Um, she is executive, elite executive national sales director emeritus, one of the founding people that really started the East Coast of the United States with Mary Kay Cosmetics, and the number one top earner ever in Mary Kay, Barbara Sundin. And Barbara, again, I have you to thank for really leading me to excellence. And so the connection that we made, and I'm not sure if you remember this, you made a telephone call to me to say, I like what you're doing and I would love to work with you. And you invited me to Chicago to a leadership conference, which I turned down. I cannot believe I did that. But I said, I would really rather you come and work with me in little old Nova Scotia. And you did. So thank you. Welcome. Um, I want to I want to hear all about you because we've talked before and I know so many stories, but I know you have some tidbits to share on people who supported you early on in life. Oh, first of all, hello, Delene. So good to be with you. Brings back wonderful memories. Great times. Um, it's been a journey. And, you know, when you do look back, it is those significant relationships that maybe you weren't even, you know, looking for that person and they popped up and changed the whole course of your life. Um, gosh, early, early on, the funny thing that came to mind, comes to mind when I think of this is just even in relationships, not business, but in my personal relationship, um, when I was just a teenager, I was 18 and I was going out with a friend, no, no big plans, just going out for, you know, an evening, maybe shopping or something. And she said to me, would you mind if we stop by and pick up another friend who I absolutely did not know, knew the name, wasn't really excited to know her, uh, although she turned out to be lovely. And I said, okay, she said, well, she's not ready. Let's go in the house. And so we went into the girl's house and I stepped into the kitchen where I was face to face with this young man who was eating a hamburger because he was having a late dinner and that young man turned out to be my husband later in life. So, I mean, I, I you would talk about just being out there and being ready to receive these connections. Because I truly believe the universe has it all together if we first and foremost are open. Um, so that was kind of like a relationship thing. Business things, I think I've shared with you many times how I just seem to just be in the right place at the right time. I've had huge success, but a lot of it was not because of what I knew or my skill. It was because of 
where I was and who I connected with. And um, I just, I can remember being at an airport in the Philippines and we had been, been at a, an event. Uh, we were going to be flying back to New York via Seoul. So we were online to check in, but they had some very bad weather in Seoul, Korea. And so they were putting us on hold and they didn't just tell us, you know, come back. They said, stay online. So we're standing online and standing online. And this man who was from Korea returning home was standing in front of us. And he said, what are you doing here? And I was exhausted. I didn't want anybody to know what I was doing. But I was, oh, you know, I don't want to talk to anybody else. But he kept insisting. And so my husband and I started talking to him and we told him about the company and about the opportunity and that they would soon be opening a new market in Korea. Um, and from that, um, my gosh, we just connected. By the time we got home, he had emailed me a list of names of people I could contact. Uh, we worked together for about a year. And from that, I had an executive, I developed an executive director and 16 other directors in that country. And so it's, you know, it's these, just these, just, I think, light conversations that you're willing, and I wasn't at first, you're willing to get into. But um, I think it definitely connects the connections. Um, I've, I was a hairdresser, and you know that before I, I got involved with um, the direct sales company. And I always said from that experience, I did that for eight years, that you're only as good as you're following. And I connect that with what you're saying. You're only as good as the relationships you connect with. So it's, you know, just being out there and, and knowing where and what you want out of life puts you in the right mindset. And once, once you have that, oh, that kind of awareness, you have almost, it's almost like you're a Geiger counter and you, you know, you're kind of going out and you all of a sudden your little alarm goes off, got to talk to this person. Um, I think you remember the story of when I w first went to Canada, didn't know anyone um, really was not prepared at all, but just went down to Toronto downtown where, where they had all the, you know, the stores and, um, actually was at a point where I was exhausted. I hadn't really met that many people. And I said, just go a little further. And I met a beautiful woman. Actually, she looked like Bo Derek, if anybody knows who Bo Derek is. And I invited her to try my product. And from there, she literally opened the entire my entire organization. She was the, the beginning of uh, building um, a large group of, of a sales organization in Canada. So, you know, it's just, as you said, it's just those connections and willing to talk to people. Yeah. Well, but tell, tell us the story of when you got off the plane and went through customs, what they did to you. Then. That was that, you know, that I was such an innocent, you know, when I look back, I think here, here I am today. I kind of pride myself on having traveled the world successfully. When you think back to that, oh, what an innocent, naive person. So I had cosmetic case with samples on my shoulder, bright pink. And I had another um, little briefcase filled with all kinds of literature and business cards. And I boldly stepped up and they asked me, and why are you here? And I said, I am here to build a business. I'm going to recruit for this direct sales company. Well, wrong answer. <laughs> they took my case. They took my other bag of all, all of my materials, all of my, everything. They, I'm lucky they didn't send me back home. And they did let me come in. So I had to go to a store 
and get a little white pad, just a little, a little pad, notepad. And I wrote my name, <laughs> my telephone number. I had no literature and I went out and I just looked for those connections. But so you really don't have to be the brightest bulb. I mean, you really could just, if you have the desire and, and really learn to people read, if you can learn to people read and put yourself in the right places. Now, I know that you have this wonderful networking opportunity and oh, I can't even imagine how people would not, that would not be on the top of their list because you've got to get into the circle, the community where things are happening. And um, I mean, even when I went out cold to different countries or different cities to, you know, to expand the business, I always went where there were, and I'm going to say this and then spell it because I have a New Jersey accent, where there were nests of people, N-E-S-T-S. -S. And I read a book years and years ago by Joe Girard, How to Sell Anything to Anyone, Anybody. You remember that because I always talked about that book. And um, he said, just go where there are, he, he said nests, but clusters or groups of people, what, wherever you want to get into, join that community. Um, just be curious, attend something that that group is doing, but put yourself in, in the midst of it. And I did that when I went to Phil the Philippines. Uh, went there only to support some of my offspring directors who were going to be building businesses there for a direct sales company. Um, but when I got there, I figured, well, you know, I'm here, I might as well connect. And for all of the uh, visitors from, from our company to the Philippines, they had us go on stage and just say, you know, why we came. And I just, you know, said a few lines and I got off, stepped off the stage. Now I went to this event, I think there were like about a thousand people there, not knowing anyone. But when I stepped off stage, this woman came up to me and said, I really was impressed by what you had to say. I said three lines. I don't even remember what I said, but I said three lines. And it wasn't about business. I think it was just about enjoying the people, you know, falling in love with the people. Uh, and she said, and I would like to work with you. Well, she then went on to join the company. She became one of their first directors, my first director. And from her efforts, um, she didn't stay on forever. But from her efforts, uh, I was able to develop 100 directors there. So just, you know, that getting into that nest, that circle, um, and it's fun. You know, I always, I always kind of look at it like we're detectives. You know, you just kind of decide what you're looking for and then go out, you know, and, and scope it out and, and just get in, you know, get in with the people who are doing what you want to do. Exactly. Uh, well, if, if I go back to the beginnings and the things that you would have taught me, that one of the most important things was um, that from them taking everything at uh, customs from you to do the professional end of the business, because you've always just been such a pillar of excellence in everything that you do, that, um, and to have to hand out on a white piece of paper, your information and inviting people, um, that likely did not sit well with you. And yet it wasn't stopping you. That was the thing about Barbara Sundin, nothing stopped you. If you taught me one thing early on was, if not them through them, but to always be making connections. Yeah. And, and so like, it, it, to me, when I think of you, it's the go sign, not the stop sign, not the, not the yield sign, but it's like, 
detour would have also. It's like there is no dead end to lean. There is always an opportunity. If there's one thing I've gleaned from you and, and that's it. The other thing would be that you know, if, if somebody offers you the opportunity, say yes, you'll figure it out. And just how many countries you actually did open, because here's the thing, you would have, like you said, why you wouldn't get back on that plane and turn around and go home because you think why? Because I remember your husband, Richard, saying, go to Canada and don't come home until you have a team member. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it was like, I can't go home and tell right <laughs> because that's just us as women but the fact that that you now from that one person Trish that you met you had 25 percent I believe of the whole Canadian market yeah. right and well, then it was 28 percent 28 but <laughs> I yeah but listen from one one I really know. bad day to turn it into you know when life gave you lemons you made the sweetest lemonade okay even if you needed to add a little liquor to it um but the fact that 28 percent of the people in mary Kay really were from your family but then i believe that's what set you on the pace um because i could have hopped on the bandwagon too these are the things that you're going why didn't i follow barbara you went to mexico you went to the philippines i mean you likely opened more countries around the world for mary Kay cosmetics than really anybody else well, I think I was one of one of the um, major yeah. uh, influences of expansion for Mary Kay uh, yes. in the company. Um, but I think you know, once you try something, and you kind of you kind of like you said, you know, say yes first, then figure it out. But once you figure it out, a pattern appears, and then you can just you know, this is the process. Follow it in another place, but always go where it's happening. Exactly. Not well, only where, if I can just say, it's not only where you want it to happen, but go where. Remember the clusters of people are. Yes, but here's the other part. Tell them the story that when you first purchased a Mary Kay starter kit, right? That was number one. You had just had a, a child. Tell them that story of it went into the closet and they sent you a termination letter. Right. Well, actually, when I started, the child wasn't born yet, so I did Mary Kay for. Oh, I said the. I did the, I don't know if I'm Mary Kay, you can say Mary Kay. I love Mary Kay. Okay. I, I did Mary Kay for a few months, um, you know, part time. And then when he was born, that's when I put the starter kit in the closet because I was done. You know, you don't see the big picture. It's easy to leave. And really had no desire whatsoever to, you know, talk to anybody about the product anymore until I got the termination notice in the mail. And it said, Dear Barbara, because you've been inactive, we are going to terminate you. Use the word. And I thought, huh, who is going to tell me when I'm done? You know, those, those little agitations that actually spur you on. And I think if I hadn't gotten that termination notice, I would have just ignored Mary Kay, kept that, that uh, case in the closet. But because they told me, that they were getting rid of me. I was not going to allow that. So I put another order in. I didn't sell it, but I activated myself, which then allowed my director, I never met her, the woman that I was assigned to, um, to notice me. And there, there's the difference. You know, it's the, the, the actions that we take, whether they have meaning or not, you're in action and, you know, something is going to come from it. But uh, now I'm still not wanting anybody to terminate me. <laughs>
<laughs> well, but the other thing, so Barbara, um, only because you and I had some insecurities when we both started our businesses. And I believe Bridges had something to do with you. Yes. Well, you know, when I started the business, I told you I did a few appointments per week in the beginning and limited my business to a four mile radius of my home. Now, anybody that is in business knows that's not formula for success. But the reason I did that is I was afraid to not only drive off of bridges, which if you live in New Jersey, you know you're going to encounter a bridge if you're going to get anywhere, going to get out of the state. Um, and I was petrified to drive on highways. I mean, I was not the best driver in the world. And thinking about going on a highway was, you know, just uh, terrifying to me. But I, I had a great desire to, to build, to be successful. And so I booked those appointments on the other side of the bridge. And the scary part was not only, you know, the, the white knuckle ride across, but I had to come back. <laughs> so it was, I was committing to getting on that bridge twice. And um, it was terrifying. But you know what? I have to see beyond. And um, the expansion that I had from that was phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Exactly. And then again, um, that little area where you lived. And then if you look at your world and global connections today, absolutely phenomenal, aren't they? Unbelievable. But the interesting thing to lean about that is when I got serious about, you know, building the business, I really kept saying to myself that the name Barbara Sundin will someday be synonymous with Mary Kay. And I kept feeding myself that that Barbara Sun will be synonymous with Mary Kay, you know, or Mary Kay will even mention Mary Kay, people will say Barbara Sundin. And, and I think you have to, from the onset, you know, even, even before it's tangible, you've got to see it. And then you have to take action and make the connections, get that following going. And, and then, it, then it's a momentum that is unbeatable, just unbeatable. Well, you know, I mean, yes. goodness, you know. Wonderlust Travel. Yes, we will travel again. Kathy Blois, travel designer and owner, owner of Wonderlust Excursions, breathing life into your travel dreams. Travel designer and owner Kathy Blois provides personal, unique, creative travel itineraries developed just for you by asking what is your imagine, then taking your answers, wishes, combining them with professional skills and experience to create your one-of-a-kind holiday. Kathy specializes in group arrangements for small, medium, or large groups, including private groups, organizations, weddings, family, multi-generational, vacations, to name just a few. As well, Kathy hosts group tours to exciting destinations such as New York, Europe, and beyond. Follow Wonderlust Excursions to learn more. Wonderlustexcursions.ca. Take the voyage, live the dream. Barbara, um, I could, if I could list all of the things that you taught me, um, same thing, to, to always have a big goal, to always have a plan, to always look for the bright side. And what I also loved about you was you understood positive energy. The positive energy can attract so many, so much more. Is there a way, tell me how you came to think about that. Well, actually, I, I believe 
it was uh, something that my mother always, you know, not, not that she was, you know, overly positive. She was a mom, but she always encouraged us to try a little harder or um, just, you know, just don't take no for an answer. And so that was kind of like, you know, maybe I was Pollyanna growing up. I don't know. I used to just, you know, think that great things would happen for me and to me and, you know, with me. But then when I joined Mary Kay, the founder, Mary Kay Ash, she was just very definitely uh, positive thinking. She encouraged us to read certain books, her words, her comments. Um, I mean, even just when she would ask someone, how are you? The answer, the, the, the appropriate expected answer from her, your response should be great. And it wasn't free for her to hear you say it. She wanted you to your subconscious mind to hear you say, declare, I'm great. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, from that, I was 24 years old when I started. So, you know, you kind of just get in the, the, the training, the understanding and the routine um, of expecting the best, watching your words. Um, and, you know, also someone once said something to me that I really believe is so true. If it has been done by someone, it is doable. So, I'm not, you know, reinventing or creating something. I am just emulating it. And if it's there for one, it's there for all. So yeah, the positive energy, I see it happen so many times. You know, you, you can set yourself up for success or failure. And most people are untrained. So they fall into the negative expectation. You know, the, oh gosh, it's, it's not gonna work before they even start or um, if they're gonna take a test for something, wish me luck, it's gonna be hard. And you know, they're setting it up, they're declaring it. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it was just first having it introduced to me by Mary Kay Ash, and then just immersing myself in the study of it and books and you know, just, just other positive people. Yeah, well, and certainly the culture um, was one of the other things uh, for anybody who's never been in the direct sales industry. And I think the direct sales industry gets a really bad rap. But if there is one thing that direct sales does is teaches us that's just as important to work on us personally, mentally, um, all of those things. And the fact that you're usually a part of something that is bigger than yourself. And we all want that connection, don't we? Especially now more than ever with uh, COVID happening in the world and things like that. But when I go back again to the beginnings and the opportunity to work with you, when I first met Barbara, um, we've we've traveled the world together and it's been just a pleasure but she can talk to anybody anywhere and right now I don't know if that's how you began but you were just so comfortable in talking to people and I did not have that ability and I think you could even tell a little story Barbara about really I'd rather go throw up in the bathroom than hand out a card um oh wow I vividly remember as if it were yesterday when I was visiting you, I came to town, went to Halifax, and I think we went into a postal service. I don't know if it was, I don't know. I think it was. The you post were, office. Post office, okay. And you were busy, busy doing something because you were always connecting with people. And I'm looking around and I spot this really, well, I thought this would be fabulous person to talk to, to have her consider knowing more about our business. And I and I, I was standing next to you, I'm looking look at her, look at her, go talk to her. And your head, your head kept getting lower 
and lower. I almost, almost hit the desk that, where we were, the counter. And I'm thinking, why are you not listening to me? And it was like, I prob- to you, I was terrorizing you because I didn't know at that point you were not someone to automatically face-to-face connect with people. You could, you had connections all over. You, I'm t- I never saw anyone like you um, get leads, but it was that face-to-face that terrified you. And I could not even imagine that. It was, it was, now I look back, it was hysterical, but I was shocked, <laughs> totally shocked. Well, and, and here's the thing, you know, our mothers say to us, our parents, don't talk to strangers, which when you're five or six serves you, but boy, if you're trying to build the business, doesn't help. And that, that was, you know, like the old war stories before the internet was really big that we can reach out and touch so many people, but you'll be proud to know I can actually hand out a business card now. But prior to that, I also learned every trick in the book to get people to talk to me because, you know, if somebody smiles at me, I can smile back and likely say, hi, how are you today? But it was just that initial imposter syndrome or flight or freeze, where if you don't do it in the first seven or eight seconds, you are dead. And the more you said that. Oh, I was putting you in a a state of trauma. I knew it. Oh, gosh, but shocked because you were so successful. And in front of people, you were so, you know, it was, you were so easy. That was, you know, you were, you loved being, talking to people. Well, but here's here's the thing. I love hearing people's stories. That's why we're sharing yours today, because it's such an amazing story that it was likely easier for me to stand up in front of a group of people. It could be hundreds or thousands because we've had some fun on stage over the years that uh, but to talk one on one and for me to initiate the conversation. But I did not let that stop me. And I think, again, kind of what you just said to it, that you taught me to be more clearer on what I wanted than what I didn't want, which most people know exactly what they don't want, but can't clearly define what they really do want. And so you certainly set me on that path that it was like uh, any advice you ever gave me always worked, Barbara, because you were the leader who was in the trenches doing the work with us. I remember at one point, because certainly as you built your business, you were 100% supportive. And when you have a mentor like that, if you're find one, if you're lucky enough to have one, listen to every word they say. But more important was the fact that even though we were building our, what are called national areas and and building to be able to have something called a family security program, which is really the ultimate. If you're going to build a business, you want to be able to sell it at some point where the company buys it back from us. But the fact that you know, for me to produce an offspring director, but you could produce 13 before I could produce one or two in that, because again, you had the process, you had the system, and you were always improving upon it. Um, So if you talk a little bit about investing in yourself, because I remember a course that you and your son took pretty early on when we started to work together. And you want to share that story? Because that was amazing. Well, pretty much, if I, if I recall, because I've taken so many courses, uh, but I was uh, following this man, again, talking about, you know, um, your, your right thinking, your, you know, working on positive thinking and clear thinking, uh, dream building. And this, I took this course and I enjoyed, it was like a preliminary kind of a thing, introductory. And I signed up for a full course and I could bring a guest. So I invited my, I have two sons. I invited my older son and, um, I thought he would really benefit because he was in finance. 
And we went to the course and it was really great. One part of the, I'm glad I had him with me because during while we were there, they had us, um, I think they had us break wood boards. I could not break this board to save my life. So of course he had to come along and help me, you know, coached me along, but it was a breakthrough. But we came back, we learned so much from it. It was a three-day course. And, you know, um, that I think shortly after that, I, I think this is, this is what you're asking. Um, I, we get monthly commissions and he's on a commission too, even though he's in finance. I got my $100,000 monthly check and he got his. And I truly know it's because even though, even going into a course or a program, even if you are pretty much, you know, in the right state of mind and you, you goal set and whatnot, it's getting back reimmersed in these groups picking up the energy of everyone that's there because everyone there is possible they're possibility thinkers there's no, there's no no barrier no limit and so we both came home recharged and the the results were right there and it was just it, it was kind of fun and i think i even said in one of my speeches um to at mary Kay that you know i think my son was there he came to that event and i said and my son is here and and he and he had his he just received his $100,000 check the same month I got mine. So, you know, it was kind of like fun to share. But again, it's the possibilities and the no limits. Well, and, and also the fact that, that lifelong learning, improving, not only immersing yourself, but, but what I find lots of people take courses, but then they never ever put them into action. Right. You're, right. That's so right. Well, I think if, if people will follow that, they po- first people think, how can I do something? And that trips them up because like, we don't know how, but we have to know what we want. So it's first the dream, figure it out. What, what would, asking yourself in the morning, what would I love? And then really, really thinking about it. You know, how would I love to live? You know, what would it look like? Uh, my existence, my, my friends, my home, my car, my, my, my everything. What would that look like? What would I love it to look like? And work on that first, and then what—that's the blueprint. Once you have that, it's and you then you keep going back and getting immersed in that dream. That keeps you charged up. But then it's the the plan, the game plan. Well, what would happen? Where's my support? What if I? This is I know this vision and I know this blueprint. But blueprint. But what if I fall off the track? How do I stay on the path to it? And so that's where you have to have your connections. You have to have your go-to people. You have to have your mentors. You have to have your plan that you keep looking at, but it's the vision, which is the blueprint. Um, Then you want to have your your plan. And then you get to the how of the action. And then you have to take action. And just asking yourself, what in the next 15, 15 minutes, not the next day, week or month, but in the next 15 minutes, what could I do that would bring me closer to my vision. And it's really basically easy, but we always get, and I get there, believe me, I go there and I have to pull myself back in. I have to reconnect to that support system, that resource, whether it's a book, whether it's a person, um, whether it's um, something I enjoy doing, um, looking at my plan again, but it's that sequence. So it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, the blueprinting part is the most important. And then moving on to the next stage and onward. But if I may say some, the connection which you're talking about is the big thing. Who who do you who do you talk to? Who do you listen to? 
you know? Um, who do you admire? And if you if you will, you know, you know, when you're working and you have an office or a business, you need a staff. I always tell everybody, even if you're, you know, self-employed, you need a staff. That's one of the most important things. Well, in, in the process of your um, pursuit, not process, but in pursuit of your dreams, you need to have your resource team. And whether it's, you know, in a group, and then once you get in the group, then you connect with different people, or maybe it's multiple groups, but you need those resources of connection, yeah. So I, another thing that I, I remember you teaching me early on, you cannot control the results, but you can control the level of activity that you produce. And yeah. so understanding, you know, the sales funnel and all of those other things, but, but you did more than just understand the, the sales funnel that you were always connecting and connecting in a way of really interest in the individual, because the more you learn about that new connection, the more you know whether or not this is the person who will perhaps try the product, who would perhaps book a home demonstration or put it, perhaps would see the dream of, but it took meeting everybody and not discounting who an individual was. She made everybody feel important. Because again, you taught me, if not them, it's sure. through one of their connections. And you know, if I look back to, because I love a discount and I used to offer clients a discount on their Mary Kay products, I could go back to about eight women who likely found me about 30% of my clients. Wow. You yeah. know, again, and again, I would never have looked at that had not, had you not said, check out the people who are your best clients. They may not ever become a Mary Kay consultant, but they will introduce you to other people. Mm -hmm. And so again, even though I was not comfortable handing out cards, that does not mean that you can't build the business. And I still built a great business because just because I did what I focused on my strengths, not the weaknesses, you know, and eventually here's the, here's the good part. It's only in the past five years, likely, but it's like, Colleen, for God's sake, get over it. Right? You kind of go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But it was like, just think if I had done that in the beginning, Barbara. But it, I didn't didn't let it stop me. That was the important thing was it's like, OK, well, if I'm not doing it that way, I'll find another way, because when when the pain of remaining the same is worse than the pain of change, you'll do something. You oh, also yeah. taught me that one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But that is, that is, you know, but I think what you just said about, you know, you worked your strengths and then you, you know, then you found new strengths. And I think that's important. You know, we, we, some of us just take one, do, do something one way because we're yeah. comfortable till we exhaust it. And someone once said to me, if you use your strength too much becomes your weakness. So what you did then is you had that great strength and you built, oh my gosh, your legend, legend in Mary Kay, what you built and oh my, so easily, it looks so easily, so effortlessly, easily done. Um, but then you took on another approach. And I think, you know, I think that's it. I think it's knowing that it's, it's connecting directly. It's connecting through social media, electronically, technically, whatever, in groups. And I think the most important thing is to get you, you known, to get people to see you, be aware of you, just awareness. Um, again, back to that book from Joe Girard. Joe Girard, you, I mean, if it's an old book. I don't know if it's Steve, even in print, but how to sell anything to anybody, I think it is, or anyone. 
but he used to go to a, he was in the Guinness World Book of Records for selling cars. And he didn't, he was hired only by this car sales dealership. Um, they only gave him a phone and a desk. He could not get any leads. So he had to create leads and he became the, the world seller of cars anyway but he said he would go to a football game or a basketball game or something and have you know a handful of business cards and just throw them in the air wherever they landed he didn't care he just because he wanted to get his name out there but you know he, he said you have to go through 500 cards a month uh, maybe even said a week I don't remember but my point is so many of us want to keep it a secret <laughs> you know you're in business if you have to get a billboard get a billboard, you have a social media person helping you. Um, it's not only by word of mouth, which is excellent. And I don't think a lot of people rely on that, but it's like you said, it's that connection. How are people connecting with you? Every bill you send out, do you put a business card in it? You know, every bill you pay, do you put a business card in it? Um, it's just, you know, who do you, you taught me this to ask yourself, who do you know to go out and ask people when you're talking to them? Well, who do you know that might be interested? Who do you know that? Thank you for that phrase. Early on, you taught me that. And I have taken it around the world because it works. Maybe that person isn't interested, but they are the resource of at least 250 people, as we know. And so the who do, who do you know that might be interested? And then you kind of get that connection. Um, and it's fun. And I think if people would realize that this connecting isn't just for business, it's for life. However, you know, for just to bring people into your world at different, you know, the different stages of, of uh, quadrants of your life, um, just by being open and just by, you know, just look, being curious. I think that's mm -hmm. it, being curious. And you said, you know, you talk to people about being interested in them, but um, Helen McVoy, one of our leading ladies in the Mary Kay organization said, always talk to people in terms of their benefits. And so when you get in the conversation, it's not telling them about why you're doing something, but telling them about how the value in knowing about what you're doing for them, the value for them. So who do you know? <laughs> well, and, and Barbara, it's like us sharing stories here today of connections that we've made, that if we look for the human connection first, business will happen. But if, if you're so busy trying to sell, that's the best way to just watch somebody kind of glaze over, that make some type of human connection. I have to laugh because we do a lot of speed networking when the world was shut down. And, and so I would say, First, you have to find a human connection and then we'll talk business, but first. So on one, one of these Zoom events, we had about 15 people, online events, and six of them loved golden retrievers. Well, that would, oh, like they were best friends. Like, wow. yeah, and so it, it takes little things, but it's like, get to know, and same thing, just with what you just said, that was another thing that you taught me. It's like, talk, not talk, ask questions. That was thanks to David Cooper in oh, Mary Kay. Ask questions and then really listen because we're so busy sometimes trying to get, you know, what we're doing out when we lose the fact that first we want to see if this human being is somebody that we would like to get to know. Right. right? Yeah. And then with that connection, doors open. 
big time. Um, but you've got to be interested in that. Here's the thing. That's what takes the time. But it's like any other investment, don't you think? I mean, again, I look back to you, downtown Toronto, not the friendliest place, and you're handing out pieces of paper. And yet 28% of the Canadian market of Mary Kay Cosmetics happened because of pad of paper and some customs guy who ticked you off enough that you go like, I'm going to show you. No, I think, it was, I think it was more my husband. Don't come back without a recruit. I was terrified to go home with nothing. <laughs> but it's in the, it was magical, just magical. So I'm trying to think of all of the places that we've been to and where we talk energy and, and positive attitude and all of the rest. Remember Sedona, Arizona? I do. Wasn't I do. That? That's I do. a magical Actually, place. You no, know, I still have those. I shouldn't say this. You're not supposed to take them home, but I still have some things in the house from there. <laughs> but, oh, the energy. I mean, just, oh, but do you remember that I wouldn't get on the plane? <laughs> I don't blame you. It was kind of whatever. But. Oh, but just, I mean, really and truly, you can, you can feel when things are right. And I think we have to really rely more on that, that uh, intuition. Um, yeah. You know, and there are, there are six mental faculties and, um, you know, imagination is one of them, but intuition and people really need to, you, you know, when you're connecting, when you get yourself set up to be, to know what you would love and then get out and just, just kind of scan, just get the feeling what, what it's like, you will be connected to the right people. Even if you have a pile of business cards, I learned this early on from, remember Linnea Corson, I don't know if you remember her or not, but she was one of our trainers um, that, that we've used to bring in. But she said, if you have a pile of business cards and you, know, you wanna make some contacts, but you don't really know who to call and just pick up the cards, kind of hold them in your hand and just you know, kind of think about what you would like to happen and then just spread them out and pick one like you're playing you know gold go go fish goldfish whatever that's called and you will connect with the right people i truly believe that i truly believe that we complicate things when we doubt um what was one of our one of our um uh directors used to say um believe and achieve doubt and do without. I mean, that says it all. Exactly. It really does. Or if it's to be, it's up to me. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. So seven, seven little words. Yeah. Um, so many memories. Holy mackerel. Got a favorite one about Mary Kay because there was nobody like her, was there, Barbara? Truly no one. And I really wish the world had more of an opportunity to know of her. Um, because, you know, we talk about women today and everybody's trying to, you know, you know, be independent and, you know, whatever, uh, strong. And here was this beautiful woman, soft-spoken, powerful, powerful energy, most benevolent woman. And I mean, just, just, she was just an amazing woman. And, you know, I, there's so many stories. They always go back to one that's maybe not as happy, um, but my mom, um, was diagnosed with breast cancer the, the year I became a, a national sales director. And I knew Mary Kay, but she was in Dallas and I was in New Jersey. And she actually, she found out about that. And she called me and said, you know, I don't know what medical treatment your mom's getting, but I'd like her to come down to my doctor because I know he's doing great research. So we arranged that my mother would go down and she was, you know, he got her on the right chemo and all. 
But on one of the times that she was at the um, hospital, uh, Mary Kay went over and visited her. Can you imagine? My mother, <laughs> the CEO of this multi-million dollar company. And then, and then knew, found out that my mom was going to be released in another day. So she said, well, I want you to come over to the Mary Kay corporate office. We want to take you on a tour. So the day that my mom was released, she sent over, Mary Kay sent over her assistant in Mary Kay's car to pick up my mom in the pink catalog <laughs> and took her over and um, they took the a tour around the building and then had her come to her office and they had tea. I, that, that to me was amazing. And I know that that opportunity that she gave my mother, that attention was better than any treatment, any chemotherapy my mother ever received um, to lift her up. I mean, she came home a completely different person. So, you know, I knew Mary Kay as a business leader. I knew her as a benevolent woman for, you know, um, all kinds of charitable things. But the person to person, there were probably millions of us in the company and she reached out. So, you know, again, it's like you just said, it's the human part. It's what's in it for them. You know, it's talk in terms of their benefits. Um, and I mean, my goodness, this, this woman walked her talk completely, walked her talk. And I think that's why we all look back. We've all gone on. <laughs> Bless you. So many of us have gone on to other things. You know, we've left the uh, the world, the pink world, the pink bubble, as some would call it. But yet we hold dear the relationships, the people that we worked with. You know, it's it was um, it was more than a business. It was that connection. That's what you're talking about. Was that connection? Wow, good times. It was the best. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. What'd you like best about today's conversations and the connections that lead to miraculous outcomes? Leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to share your story too. So why not touch base with Delene Allen on Instagram and we'll keep the conversations going. <laughs>